Hey, Will, like I normally do, I just want to take a moment to tell our listeners to make sure they hit us up on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you might see us. Make sure you're sending us something. Also, you can email us directly at AppalachiaMeetsWorld at gmail.com. If you get a moment, shoot us a line, give us some feedback. Yeah, and wherever you listen to the podcast, make sure you subscribe to Appalachia Meets World. It just helps our podcast, but it also helps you know when we're releasing a new episode. Something magical, too, and you all know us being brothers, like there's a closer connection than you would have with just a standard business partner that's, you know, grew up together. So there's like that deeper connection that if you can control it, uh, right, you can use it for something really good. Appalachia Meets World, a podcast about place and perspective, but always Appalachian. And don't forget, Will, tonight's episode is powered by SOAR. Shaping our Appalachian region. If you're an entrepreneur out there, especially in eastern Kentucky, check them out. Appalachian Meets World, we are back. It's Will. And Neil, what up, my brother? Brother Neil, what's going on? Brother Neil. You just sounded like a uh, Eastern Kentucky preacher. Uh, I'm literally <laughs> like your brother. Appalachian yes. world. It's the gospel. That's it's gospel hour. Here we are. So the Celtics are beating the dub city. Things are looking good for the Celts. What else is going on in the world? Will in the world, <laughs> well, there's, there's a in lot our world, in our world, you know, this is not Appalachia related. I just wanted to give some support to Uvalde, and I saw that impassioned speech by McConaughey. Yeah. It's just terrible what happened. I don't know if you've seen that teacher that spoke that had the room full of 11 kids that none of them made it, but if you don't shed a tear and you got no heart, it's rough. I just wanted to mention that, man, just to say, you know, our heart goes out. Just wanted yeah. to mention it and say thanks for um, bringing my thanks for, thanks for bringing my mood down. You know, it is a tough thing. It is something we shouldn't ignore, and you know, I appreciate you mentioning it. Hey, I will though on the on the broader side give a shout another shout out to Doctor Bill Turner. His yep. book, The Harlan Renaissance, just got nominated again by the Museum of African American History for the Stone Book award the winner of that wins fifty thousand dollars it's an annual prize that it encompasses african-american scholarly articles and writings so shout out to dr turner who who was on the show for being nominated for that award once again we have you on the show and we make a celebrity out of you and i still haven't received my copy of that book i'm waiting on any time <laughs> dr turner i guess i'm gonna have to buy it myself I'm waiting on that fishing invite. Yeah, I know. Dad's been on the front porch waiting on him to take him fishing for like a year now. <laughs> also wanted to, that there's big news that's happening. We just had our episode a couple episodes ago at the Mountain Laurel Festival. Well, they're having back-to-back events. They just had the KMLF. Now they're having the Laurel Cove Music Festival. That's happening actually today and tomorrow. 10th and 11th, Pineville, Kentucky at the Laurel Cove. It, I mean, it's an incredible lineup. Eastern Kentucky, Appalachian artists, Sierra Farrell, they have Tim Gooden's going to be there, Nicholas Jamerson's there, Charles W. Godwin. I just recently saw him live. He puts on a hell of a show. It's just an incredible lineup. I want to give a shout out to the city of Pineville, to everybody that put it together. You can't beat that menu. It's beautiful. Yeah, well, I'm glad you mentioned that venue because I was just thinking to myself when you were saying that there's not a better place, like you said, in all of Appalachia to have a concert. And, you know, our our roots take us back to Pineville, Kentucky, and the music festival there is is second to none. So kudos to to the people of the city of Pineville and putting that show on. And I know it's going to be a great one. So go out and enjoy it. If you're listening to this podcast uh, beforehand, uh, go out and check it out. Also, we'll, we'll re-mention, I know we mentioned it last week, maybe a couple of weeks ago, the SOAR Summit, uh, the end of June, focus on entrepreneurship and innovation. Yep. So one of our sponsors, Will, SOAR, uh, proud to represent them and grateful for their sponsorship. Also, Dave Godsey with Fairway 
mortgage, shout out to him. If you're in the mood for a refinance or, or buying a new home, don't forget to call Dave at 606-344-8734. He'll find just what you need to make sure that home gets closed appropriately. The ARC, well, I, I think the deadline's July 8th. I know the deadline is July 8th. They have this work program. It's called WORC. Train, it's money for training and support for dislocated workers throughout Appalachia and actually also the Delta region. But if you're an organization out there and you have some dislocated workers that need some help, need some funds, check this program out. It's a partnership between the ARC and the Department of Labor. You can go online. It's the WORC program. It's also on the ARC's website. Just wanted to mention that real quick. One other program, sorry, I know I'm kind of geeking out here, but the Mountain Association there in Eastern Kentucky, they have some lift funds. And so any of the organizations that are, are looking to fund a project, but they can't find those match dollars, we want to mention this program. It's a really great, cool program. It's called Lift. Lift funds, they can provide those matching funds that you might need to complete a project. So any, any organizations, any cities out there that are looking for some matching funds in Eastern Kentucky, check out the Mountain Association and that program. Well, I appreciate all your shout outs. You mentioned Lyft. I thought that was a way to get home from the bar. Maybe it has another uh, another duty as well. So yeah, check that out. We just want to get to the, the new segment that we started last week, the Ask Anything Friday question of the week. This question is actually from Birmingham, Alabama, Sarah P. Cool. It is, why did you start this podcast? Well, I'm glad you asked, Sarah P. I would say the reason that we originally started the podcast, as people, some of you already know, was just as a way for Will and I to, to connect on a regular basis. Some of you probably have siblings. Uh, if you're like us, there's a lot of us. When you get, get married and have a family yourself, you know, sometimes you don't always continue to connect with your siblings like you did when you were growing up in the house every day. So this podcast was a way for Will and I to, to have a routine conversation of something that we had to sit down and do because we were developing content for everybody else. And it gave us an opportunity to, to talk to each other. And it's kind of developed from there, I would say, Will, wouldn't you, into uh, a way for us to highlight what we're most proud of in our life, and that's where we're from. You know, we started this too, like we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, spread the gospel of Appalachia and share it with the world. Yes, brother. Like we always say, what are we trying to do? Gas up Appalachia. Absolutely. So great question, Sarah P., Again, next week, we'll answer another question. Ask Anything Friday. Send it to Appalachia Meets World at gmail.com. Hey, man, I saw a cool article. We talked about people being on the show. A cool article from Forbes that just came out recently. The, oh, the yeah. title is From Coal to Clean Energy. Welcome to the New Appalachia. Mm -hmm. It's all, yeah. an article. They, they are actually are interviewing Brandon Dennison from Cofield Development, who, who we had on the show, one of one of our very first episodes about the incredible work that they're doing there in West Virginia. But as we mentioned before, they're part of the Build Back Better Regional Challenge. And Brandon Dennison has got this group together to, it's a group that they refer to as the Act Now Coalition. It's Appalachian Climate Technology. Yep. But it's for energy workers, clean tech jobs throughout that region of Appalachia. It's a partnership with West Virginia University, with Marshall, with dozens of private businesses, social enterprises, the cities of Charleston and Huntington, and some of the union shops there. Brandon Dennison is, and Coalfield Development kind of steerheaded that. And there's a cool article, you might want to check it out in Forbes, that kind of wrote about that. But I wanted to mention that because in that title to that article, they talk about welcoming to the new Appalachia and our guest tonight, their company, New Frontier, is kind of geared towards that new Appalachia, that cool Appalachia that we've always known about, that they're spreading the word to let the rest of the country, the rest of the world know about. Hey, yeah, well, you know, that's, you mentioned Brandon Dennison first. Before we go there, I'm, I'm looking forward to these, these guys tonight. 
the stars that we're going to turn them into because obviously we're, that's what we do here. We uh, interview people and turn turn them into stars. So Brandon started on our show, and then you know, and then Forbes magazine picked him up. So big things in store for our next guest, and they've done quite the job on their own of building a name. So I'm sure uh, once they're on our platform, that things are just going to explode for them. And I'm looking forward to to enjoying the watching the the journey with them. Yeah, I can't wait. What, Will, they're made for it made for the journey yes they are i'm excited about this interview it's funny you talk about people being on the show and getting the word out i I think one of their first big time celebrities that kind of i know they have some country music singers singers a lot that have worn their gear but i know they talk about and i've seen in articles one of the first celebrities that wore one of their hats and it was actually a made for the journey hat channing tatum was filming in kentucky just happened to come across one of their cool hats, put it on. Someone took a picture, posted it. think things kind of blew up from there. Yeah, it's a great, great place to start. You know, they go from Channing Tatum to talking to Will and Neil. So I'm really, <laughs> I, I really hate to disappoint them, but I do want to, I do want to get them Step up here. or step down? Ah, like- man, I, I guess it depends on if you're asking uh, our mom or if you're asking some somebody in the real world. So uh, hopefully, hopefully you're just asking our mom and uh, dad may give us a plug too. But anyway, I'm looking forward to having uh, Josh and Jared Ravenscraft with New Frontier Clothing on the show. We talk about entrepreneurs all the time. Uh, These guys are another great example of entrepreneurs that started from scratch, man. And we've had people that have created things on the show before. And, you know, these guys started with nothing and now they've built a brand in Appalachia and that that covers the entire United States and and the world uh so let's get them on here I think even beyond that they're just just so genuine you know there's a lot of people that represent Appalachia or try to represent Appalachia I don't think there's any two brothers better that can do it in regards to their brand maybe Appalachia meets world but (laughs) of course that's a good cheap plug for two, us. Two brothers from Appalachian Meets World. But yeah. no, as we know, you know, there's that brotherly bond, but also there's that just authenticity that they have. You know, no one's doing it better right now representing Appalachia. We appreciate all they do. So like you said, let's get on to it. Let's do it. Today, we have a couple very special guests. Neil and I talk about all the time on the show, doers. Today, we're excited to welcome a couple of heavyweight doers. Founders Jared and Josh Ravenscraft are made for the journey. That's their motto, slogan, or mantra of their Appalachian-based outdoor lifestyle and apparel company, New Frontier, with a large emphasis on their roots in Appalachia. If you haven't heard of New Frontier, you're definitely missing out. It's definitely worth watching out for and worth your time to check out. So Josh and, and Jared, we, we want to just thank you for being on the show. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys for having us. We love to jump on any podcast, especially with guys from Kentucky and Appalachian boys and glad to be here. One of the questions that we ask all our guests, like you guys know, Appalachians are big on heritage, big on tradition. One of the traditions Neil and I have, we have appetizers at the holidays our family we have a huge spread of appetizers usually bigger than the actual meal we wanted to ask you guys what's your favorite appetizer or just holiday dish my first question my question that question how long how much time do we have because we could probably talk (laughs) about food for a long time (laughs) to sum it up i mean i would have to say I'm a big potato salad fan, egg salad. Is that probably, an Would you consider that an appetizer? Not at all. My next question was going to be, so do you like do you like potato salad warm or cold? Cold, man. It's got to be cold. I know there's a lot of sugar and mayonnaise in there. Yeah. That's not a side dish, but I ate it like an appetizer. Could so be that. You got to pick one. Well, you can't, can't go wrong with a little shrimp cocktail action. Oh, um, yeah. 
I'm sitting there. Yeah, it's a favorite on here. We got an uncle that brings – that's basically his job. Every time we get together, he's in charge of the shrimp cocktail. So he makes his own sauce, and it's it's amazing. Josh loads his sauce up with horseradish to it's almost flamethrower level. Yeah. <laughs> Need it. Emergency room level high. Emergency room <laughs> horseradish. Uh, nice. We wanted to ask you a little background question. So our first, very first episode we did on this podcast, it was titled, Where Are You From? Because as uh-huh. soon as we open our mouths, anywhere we are outside of Appalachia, that's the first question we get. Where are you from? It's usually the guess is Texas or somewhere else down south. You know, when you mention Appalachia, they, they kind of laugh and give you that little smirk. Can you just let our listeners know where you guys are from? A little bit about your background and your, and your ties to the Appalachian region? Yeah, so... Josh and I are both from Moorhead, Kentucky, grew up on a farm in the Daniel Boone National Forest. You know, we're Appalachian through and through. You can't tell by our accents. Mine might be a little heavier than Josh's. He's a, he reads a little more than I do. He's, he's more, more refined. Younger but, brothers uh, usually are. Yeah, but we're from Eastern Kentucky. We're very proud of that. Very proud of our accents and the way that we sound. And, you know, I think like you mentioned, I might be getting off topic, but or not really when you travel somewhere, you know, and people hear it, they automatically have those assumptions, but you know, uh, authenticity is power and we use it as a strength rather than a weakness. And I like it, it makes us different. And uh, I think if there's anything about that, more people from East Kentucky and Appalachia can do is, you know, embrace that dialect and the way we sound, you know, yeah, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't want to sound like a guy from California or New or New York. Nothing against them, but I like the accent, so we keep. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. Taking taking pride in where you're from, and we yeah. definitely. I, I've moved all over. I've lived all over, but I've never gotten rid of the accent for sure. Oh yeah, I was glad he's before you came on. Your brother was like, he's in Cleveland. I was like, okay. I saw the picture. I was like, he's, he's got a city guy in here. But as soon as I heard you talking, I'm like, all right, he's he's a bro. We got him. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of you. He's one of us. Yeah. You know, I know y'all were talking before and Neil, he talked about why we started this podcast and it was really to just like we've been talking about dispel some of the misconceptions that people have of Appalachia. We really just wanted to celebrate the positivity and kind of the great things that are going on in Appalachia. We like to refer to it as gassing up Appalachia. That's what we do. It's what we do every episode. We, We wanted to ask you just to get into new frontier you know, just how you got started and why you got started. How we got started was just bare bones, no investment. I don't even think we knew what investment was. And even if we did, we didn't really know who to ask. And no so venture we, capital up front? No way. <laughs> no, yeah. No angels, no angel investors. No early. $3 million angel investments. <laughs> no, we were actually um, janitors at the local high school for just a summer I think, you know, we were both working, happy to have a job. Uh, this was like summer of 2016 and we saved up a couple hundred bucks. I think it was about that point. We both realized we wanted to do something other than be janitors. For me, I was right out of high school and he was just out of college. So at that time I was like, there's gotta be more than this type thing. You know, we're young. Yeah. And it's not like we just went into being that it was, there were no jobs open in the summer. We were cleaning high schools you know, scrubbing floors and making some cash. And it, you know, we were like, you know, we got to do something, but we were stacking up little by little. So that's how that started. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we had this idea of uh, creating a clothing brand, didn't necessarily have a name yet. We just wanted some cool gear. That's about it. Some really cool gear. We like brands like Patagonia and we felt like it just weren't representing like this area or Appalachia at all, you know, quite the opposite. So we thought we could have a more authentic twist on it and kicked it off with about 12, 24 trucker hats in that first order and just started selling them out of backpacks, Jeeps, probably losing money on the sales, but we didn't care. We were stoked <laughs> that people were even interested in, in what we were doing. And so, yeah, started just running around in Jeeps and trucks, meeting people in parking lots at Walmart or local gas station people probably wonder what we were selling at some point. <laughs> yeah. You know, to piggyback off what Josh said early on, I mean, we just had, you know, a few small products cause we had just raised about 200 bucks. We had a laptop, 
we'd always had a goal of turning it into like a, a legit brand where we were designing our own gear more than just printing items. That was always the goal. And um, it started off very small, this, as probably as small as you can get, you know, sometimes, sometimes you might, we might even get a little embarrassed of how small it was to start to get going, but you get, you know, we embrace it now and we're very thankful to have an online store today and to be shipping all across the U S and it's not like we're Amazon, but you know, we're able to have several employees and to keep building. And that's, what's cool. And it's cool to represent this area. Cause not a lot of people get like we say all the time, our warehouse we're in today is on an old log yard and some of our best friends work in those kinds of jobs. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, we feel really lucky to be able to do something creative and to chase a dream, you know, and that we don't take it for granted. So yeah, yeah. it's like more, it's not like Austin, Texas or somewhere like Brooklyn. Like you can't just jump out to a local brand or a big brand here. It's like, we're in like rural Eastern Kentucky. Once you get out of high school and college, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> You're yeah. pretty limited. So mm-hmm. unless you move away, which we wanted to stay rooted. So it's definitely been the harder path, I feel like, but something we were passionate about staying here and making something out of nothing. And there's nothing wrong with moving away. No shots at, no shots at will for being yeah. <laughs> Small but you know we did, i guess we just but, didn't know but, better. but what's better what you're saying what you're saying jared is what's better is to stay at home and, and develop at home right yeah we didn't know any better you know <laughs> oh somebody we couldn't have moved anyways i saw somebody with a t-shirt on at a tyler children's concert said born raised struggle stayed yeah yeah I love and it. it's funny but like we didn't know any better than to go off to nashville or at or Asheville, one of these cities and start a brand yeah Probably you would have had more community support or whatever those towns have. It's more population. Population. So you guys mentioned your name, New New Frontier Clothing. And, you know, Will and I have done a variety of topics that we've covered on, on, on our podcast. But most recently, we've been talking about affordable housing. And back in the 70s, there was this company in, in Moorhead called Frontier Housing. And we were just curious, is there any type of connection on when you developed your name? Was there any type of connection to that housing company? Like your parents? I wish, I wish, I wish there was probably could have got a cut off of it. No, (laughs) there's no connection. I think the inspiration, the inspiration for new frontier just came from Josh is a big steely, steely Dan fan. There's a song new frontier we liked. And then the name of it, it was kind of like Western, you know? Yeah. we were coming up, I mean, front, uh, maybe locally people might ask that, but like outside, like shipping to all 50 states, like it's. Yeah. And we don't, I don't mean, we don't mean that in a, what Josh is trying to say, we don't mean that in a cocky way or anything, but like locally there's, you know, obviously there's the frontier housing and those things, but we were trying to be an Appalachian based brand and spread globally rather than just keep it small local. Like we're very proud to represent, like, uh... represent this area abroad. You know, we want to operate from here. We want to be base camp here, sending it out everywhere else. No, New Frontier, we had like four names on a piece of paper, like one, two, three, four. Yeah. One was like Ravenscraft Outfitters. I mean, we had that one just like, stuck and we went with it. But yeah. there's a Steely Dan song. And I was, I guess at the time, listening to it. And it was one of those deep songs. It's not a hit song that like you just discover. And I was like, now that would be a cool broad brand name. Yeah. You know, you talked about having that local brand, but kind of going global, you know, and Neil suggested we talk about everything from in regards to Appalachia, from people to place to heritage, culture, music, innovations, kind of all the above. But we talk about it so we can share it with the rest of the world. You know, we want everyone outside of Appalachia to know about Appalachia, what goes on here, the cool things that are happening like New Frontier. Is it music or what What influences your brand? Is it just Appalachia in general? Is it all the above? There's a lot of influences. I would say, obviously, all the above. I will say this. In like the things we've been making recently, getting to the level we want to be at, like tech shorts, you probably can't see like I've got on, um, like stretch flannels, those things. We've, we've gotten into making and designing products that are multifunctional. You know what I mean? Like a tech short, yeah. you can swim in, you can, you can work out in. 
you can get a lot of uses out of. And the inspiration for a lot of those new pieces come from the people and the culture around here. You think about people around here, they're hard nosed, you know, they're Swiss army knife type people. And we've always thought that and said that. So we want to make that kind of gear for people around here, you know, like, does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Blue, blue collar chic. Did y'all coin that term? No, we should. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Write that down. We'll get, we'll trademark it later. That's, that's been the most recent in- inspiration for like the, the workwear we've been w- working on and technical products. It's people around here hard knows they work and they all, you know, then they like to play too. go to the lake, go on vacation. We like to make, we were working on making gear like that for these, for people like us and them. You know, it's not like you guys are airbrushing some logos on some shirts from Walmart. You know, you talked about your design process. You talk, you, you know, y'all have a brand, you'll have amazing high quality designs and products. Do you have a background in design? What's your design process like? How did, how did you get to that? Yeah. So that's, that's a great question. Neither of us have any kind of background in that. I went to Moorhead state had a communications degree, which, you know, I love Moorhead State. Very proud of being an alum from there. But we had no design degree. So we started off just doing hats and tees, which was very easy to do. But then, you know, the goal was always to get into shorts, flannels, high quality wares. We figured that out from scratch. And there's there have been a lot more we failures even, on that road to get to that point than there were, you know, big wins. But we finally got to a great spot where we are comfortable doing, you know, designing working with materials and doing all that in-house. We're proud to do that. I was going to say earlier, we ask a lot of like bigger brands or locally <laughs> bigger brands and they, like we would reach out. Yeah. They ghost us. And we're like, okay, like we're going to have to figure this out on our own. Yeah. And I get that a little bit now. Have y'all had any mentors along the way? Mentor was coach. Zach. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, Brown County high school basketball coach. He's been great. <laughs> Um, mentor wise, you know, I would say within the last, since COVID started, we met Jonathan Webb from App Harvest. He's a good friend. He's always given us great advice and just, uh, you know, advice for, you know, the journey ahead and in business and anything. I would say he's probably our closest and biggest mentor and very thankful for all the advice he gives us. Is there any advice that you guys would give to a younger version of yourself that's looking to break into a clothing market or break into some other type of industry that they had zero experience in, but just kind of had an idea and said, Hey, let's do this. Is it what, is there any advice that you would say, don't do this or, or, or do that, or don't give up or, you know, what, what yeah. direction would you tell my kids, for instance? Yeah, a couple early thoughts that just jump into my head. They're kind of broad, but one is being authentic. I think Chris Stapleton said this a while ago in an interview I heard, you know, like in music or anything, if you start off being something that you're not, you're going to have to be that the rest of the way. And if it's not you, you know, quit one day or something like that. But like in music, he was referencing, but like even in business, being yourself, being proud of your voice, especially with what we do, you know, if we tried to act like, something we were not, you know, it would probably come back to bite us down the road. So New York like, city designers. Yeah. If we acted like that, which we're not, you know what I mean? Jared. We, I, I embrace that. I embrace being a designer in Appalachia. I don't know that many of them, but yeah. I love that role and mm-hmm. wear that hat proudly, but that, and you know, uh, if you're going to start anything, a business or even like a pod, like you guys know on a pod, you got to be consistent, you know, being consistent, showing up every day, whenever that is, showing up, putting in the work. That sounds so easy, but it's harder than most people would think to be yeah. consistent. And mm-hmm. Like, yeah. What do you guys think? I, no, I, I, I would say the same. Consistency uh, and be who you are. Um, so I think that's great advice for, for anybody looking to, to start anything or be in any type of businesses. Just be authentic. I told you earlier, I went to college two hours away from here and got made fun of on a daily basis for the way yeah. I talked. You know, I, I call a play in the huddle and I'd have four guys look at me like, what in the hell did you just say? So, you know, I, I embraced it. I made it worse, actually. Yeah. But, um, so I, I love that about uh, what you guys do. Totally, you yeah. 
You mentioned yeah. that you're kind of, you embrace that role of designer. Jared, would you say that yeah. you're more of the designer guy and yeah. Thomas is, is not as much a designer or, or do you guys share yeah. that role? Or? Oh yeah. We talk about that a lot. You know, most of what I do is creative marketing, those aspects of our business. Josh mm -hmm. is doing all the not fun stuff. Blocking <laughs> He's blocking and tackling, doing that stuff in the trenches. Um, yeah. And then we have a lot of great employees here in Moorhead. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I embrace that creative role uh, in designing products and doing that. And Josh handles most of the business and it, it works. It's like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown for the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. There you, you go. Have to juggle a couple different things. It's yeah. not like you're just. Yeah. When you're in a role, when you're in a small business, you wear, you'll wear every hat at some point, you know, when you're starting out. Mm -hmm. And you can't be afraid to do that. I still do. I mean, I, every day. I mean, that, that janitor experience still comes in handy now. Oh, oh I yeah. I think about it every day, yeah. <laughs> once, you, once you start at whatever rock bottom is or the bottom, once you start at a pretty low spot, yeah. that's always in the back of your head, and it's, it's making you go. It's motivation at the end of the day. So as brothers working together every day and growing up, you know, Josh, little brother, I mean, I was the little brother too. Josh, do you ever go home and, and you're just like, I'm done with that dude. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to see him tomorrow. Probably happens once a week. Have, yeah. I mean, it's, it's inevitable really. And anybody who says it doesn't happen is lying because <laughs> it does happen. And you just have to keep the bigger picture in mind, really. Yeah. I mean, we're on the same team. It's just like being in sports, you know, at the end of the day, we're on the same team. We have the same, a lot of the same goals. I was saying about that recently. A lot of people, like the first thing they ask, like, how do you all still work together? Because brothers, hey, I pull your hair out. I think there's like a something magical too, and you all know as being brothers, like there's a closer connection than you would have with just a standard business partner. And that's you know, that you've grew up together. So there's like that deeper connection that if you could control it uh, right, you can use it for something really good. So I actually read that in like a Duffer Brothers interview the guys who wrote stranger things mm -hmm. so they were talking about how they work together as brothers and you all know and because that everybody's always like how do y'all not get in fights all the time and uh, i think when you've got a bigger mission and goal in mind then that stuff just it works it so goes well. by the wayside i, I yeah. think in, in some ways it makes it a little easier because there's probably a lot of things that that you guys share with one another that you probably wouldn't normally a business partner, even those things that like Jared, from your standpoint, from a design standpoint, you might think, man, this is completely crazy. I can talk to Josh about it that you might not mention if, if Jonathan Webb was there with you every day. Yeah. I mean, you have a connection already. It's like we both, we both played so much sports growing up. I mean, I, I related to sports, you know, it's like, yeah, you look at two, like I think about those guys from, LA County, the Faulkner twins that played together, they were always so good because you just have a connection. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know what the word is, but if you're playing together on the court or anything like that, same in business, there are things. You've been through a lot together. So there's, uh, like I said, a deeper connection than maybe just like a normal business. Partner. Yeah, if you just hired a CEO, if you hired a C or, you know, a designer or somebody. So from a work ethic standpoint, what about you guys, you and yeah, I, I think being brothers and doing this podcast, it makes our podcast much more genuine. I, I, there's obviously there's that connection, but I, I can talk to yes. Neil about stuff that I probably wouldn't normally talk to someone if they were my co-host other than my brother. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I was just going to ask you about your, your kind of your pitch for your brand, you know, has it changed? What, what was your pitch when you first started? Has it, has it changed from then till now? Yeah, Will, like, I mean, we started literally so small. Like, once we built our website with about a year in, we were able to start, you know, it's easier to sell online than it is, you know, from a garage or anything like we were selling out of. It's definitely changed. And as our products have evolved, you know, it goes from just selling a t you're just selling a logo on a t-shirt or something that you want people to buy to like, hey, these these shorts can actually compete with like Free Fly, like with what you have on or Patagonia, like it's, you're getting into an upper echelon of, you know, marketing, which it's competitive and it, it, the stakes are raised, but it also makes you better. So it, you know, it's, 
it's uh, our pitch and everything has changed dramatically from day one. Made for the journey. That's been there since day one, right? That's one of the slogans that we use. You know, I would, uh, to be honest with you, I would say we've leaned more into journey on. That's just a slogan. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But that's made for the journey is something that, you know, we make, it's, it's on things at our shop. It's one of our brand slogans, you know, it would be kind of like if Nike had just do it, you know, and a few other things. Obviously your brand represents Appalachia. What do you, what do you consider, I guess, from a geographical standpoint, what do you consider Appalachia? You know, to us, if you look at a map on what the Appalachian region is, it goes all the way up to like New York and down to Georgia. So we don't discount anybody that, you know, because we ship a lot of places, and we're going to check if you're Appalachian or not. Well, there's people that'll leave a note, like hey, I'm from uh, Pennsylvania, proud to be Appalachian. At first, you wouldn't think that because just starting out, you would think it's just East Kentucky, West Virginia, East Tennessee. Yeah, so it's broadened over the years, but obviously, I think the core of it is East Kentucky. Yeah, <laughs> that's the heart. heart of the, Appalachia. Be, yeah. And, and Tyler Childers is president. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about partnerships. You, you know, you talked about that harvest. You kind of had that mentorship, but they're also a partner. I know you all have helped in their branding, you, you know, let's grow, things like that. You all have helped out, helped out with that. How important are partnerships to your brand? You know, how do you think about that? And, and are there other partnerships that you have? I think partnerships, especially being in a area like this or, integral and they're so they're so important you know whether it's with the obviously a company like app harvest to you know another store or let me think like even like the marina you know what i'm saying from top to bottom they're important however you look at them you know you can't say yes to all the partnerships but working with you know other business owners and other entrepreneurs you know you can always learn something and always help out and and obviously since COVID, I think we've seen more partnerships come up and more people reach out, you know, just to get creative. And I think it's really cool. It's important to us to work together with people who share yeah. similar values and we don't go through a checklist and make sure we're a complete match. But like, you know, like Jared said, you can't say yes to everybody and you don't want to say yes to everybody. You know, it's important to make sure that the partnerships authentic to us uh, we look for authenticity and like for like app harvest for example it was the the strong appalachia conviction that we had in our voice and they had in their voice and we were like you know this this fits right on perfect with our brand. yeah we, we've highlighted you guys several times just because of that authenticity that you have obviously you have some amazing product but it's that authenticity what what do you think sets you guys apart I would say, you know, around the U.S., somebody sees us and they come to our social media pages and they get to know us. Probably, I would say, just the authenticity aspect. It's an easy answer, but, yeah. you know, it's different. It's not like there's, I mean, brands are a dime a dozen today, but, you know, there's not too many doing what we do off the grid like us. I think it's different. I would say that, you know, and locally, if you're in Moorhead or in East Kentucky or in this region, you know, there's not too not too many people, if any, that design and make their own gear in-house, you know, just like that, like the big dogs do, like we like to say. So, you know, we're not that old as a brand, so we're still humming along, getting it, you know, getting our word out. When y'all first started, I know that Josh was maybe not recently, but a little while ago, you were but you were appointed to the Kentucky Commission on Small Business Innovation and yeah, because when you first started, were you expecting things like that? I mean, were you honored to be appointed to that? How's that been from your standpoint? Well, for not even going to college. Well, I went to college, but I didn't graduate. I went to high school and graduated high school. Thank God. But <laughs> uh, now being appointed by Kentucky governor for something like that, you know, it's did not expect that. No, I had no idea. But looking back, it is deserving, you know, for all the hard work that you put in and sacrifice. And I felt that was a good fit for that, you know, because I cover technically all of Eastern Kentucky, which is Appalachia. And I felt like I could be uh, maybe an outlet to Frankfurt 
uh, for the people around here because we know and when it comes to like laws and uh, taxes and those kind of questions I mean what do you do you can't just pick up the phone and call Frankfurt so um, I feel honored to be a small part kind of connecting Frankfurt to Eastern Kentucky and Appalachia but no it it, it was an honor and I did not expect things like that to happen and Neil and I appreciate that. I think you guys represent Appalachian well, obviously. And we appreciate you guys doing stuff like that beyond just your job of New Frontier. You know, it's important to be in the community. It's important to take part in things like that, not only to represent Appalachia, but to give Appalachia a voice like you're doing so well. Yeah, and just like like appreciate you guys for having us on. I think it's awesome. You guys spread positive stories from this area and you know, just spread the good word because obviously we know what people can say, but it's cool for, you know, you guys to be doing this. Fight the good fight. Fight the good fight. You mentioned that you grew up on a farm, and then we've also talked a lot about sports, and you played a lot of sports. Would you would you say that your work ethic and your desire to succeed comes from the way you were raised on that farm, or, or is it from your sports yeah. background, or, or just from being Appalachian? Honestly, all three, but I'll, I'll say in general, being from Appalachia, I, used to, I played basketball at Moorhead State, and I got to try. I was blessed to travel around a lot of places, uh, cities, countries, and play. And obviously, my, you know, when I would speak, that would come out. But I was like, you know, I'm representing more than just that. And I was thinking about the values that I learned being from here, the people around here. With anybody in any situation there, you know, whether you're from New York or L.A., Texas, you can point out the negatives. But the positives of this area, you know, work ethic, being authentic and being, you know, I think one thing we really embrace, too, is like we kind of talked about earlier, you know, being a good neighbor, you know, growing up on a farm, being living here now, you know, you don't, well, you don't meet a stranger, you're nice to your neighbor. Those are little things that are instilled in you, whether you're from Laurel County, you live in, you know, outskirts of Lexington or Moorhead, Pike County, little values like that instilled in probably 95 percent of Appalachians or Eastern Kentuckians and we're always proud to embody those and to pass them along to others. What kind of farming did you guys do? We had cattle and we had a few horses. Um, I remember you know those early days like we were young but you know we didn't bush hog but we helped bush hog and bale hay. Uh, you gotta bale the hay while the sun shines. Um, so just working like that, feeding cattle, on full wheelers, stuff like that. I was young. I don't. I can't necessarily say I ran a farm, but I was. I would. <laughs> he was like, like he was like the Yellowstone Ranch essentially. Was that kid on Yellowstone? He's like John. Was he branded? Yeah. Was he yeah. branded? Yeah. No. He <laughs> was. I wish we could say yes, but no. Rip. But as I was saying that, it made me think what we were talking about earlier. You know, being consistent, showing up. You got to do those things every day, and just like. You know, you got to show up and do the work, you know, and doers. Yeah. Doers. Doers. All right, Will. Rapid fires. Let's go. What's your favorite thing to do in Appalachia or Eastern Kentucky? I mean, I'm going to say Cave Run Lake. Cave Run's hard to beat. A good old road trip to North Carolina, like Hot Springs, North yeah. Carolina. That's a personal uh, summer favorite. What do you think the biggest misconception of Appalachia is? Uh, I mean, just off the top of my head, you know, People from the outside would think that most of us are just dumb. You know what I mean? There's not, yeah. there's small mind. I think everyone here is small minded to think that people here don't think big. I think that's a huge misconception. Guys like us, we know it's not true. Yeah. Biscuits or cornbread? Biscuits. Biscuits. Bourbon or shine? We let say shine because I'm going to say shine. <laughs> I, think, I think in Eastern Kentucky, we're allowed to say shine. White lightning. If it doesn't have three X's on the lid, it ain't good. <laughs> is Sean Thacker the greatest basketball coach yes. in Rowan County history? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. Who's the better basketball player, Josh or Jared? It's me. He knows yes. it's me. Say this guy. <laughs> Who's the better salesman? Josh. Sure. I'll talk too long. I'll run him off. Josh, short, sweet. <laughs> he makes, he's a closer. I, closer. Secure transactions. <laughs> I know you guys are, are big mu music fans. Are either of you musicians yourself? Or have you ever dabbled in singing or 
playing an instrument? <laughs> John played guitar a little bit. I seen Keith Whitley in the car, but no one else has heard it. Keith Irvin? Keith Irvin. <laughs> Keith Whitley, so we're working on it. <laughs> so not just in the shower. Music talent hidden in me. If all he, else fails, I'll just hit stage. He can pick a little bit. That's, that's about it. I, we always ask everybody that's on our show uh, the same question. And uh, I'm just curious. Uh, I, I hope I know the answer, but what's the first thing that comes to mind to, with you guys? The first thing that rolls off the tongue when I say the word Appalachia? A, the hills. B, right behind that is just the culture, you know. I think about, you know, if I'm out of town for a while or if we're out of state and we come back to this area, I love being back home, you know. I would say, you know, culture and the good things about that. Obviously, you know, that's what we're here, you all do, celebrate that. And touched on a little bit earlier, but just like hardworking, you know, having some grit, faith and grit, you know. I would say, uh, like we were talking music, culture. Yeah. Uh, F-plus got strong culture for music and it's very much a pillar and one of the uh, cornerstones of the region so i'm definitely saying music oh yeah when white house throat comes on it's like a superpower for anyone <laughs> around here you go into another gear well my answer to that question is always culture music and new frontier clothing so Man, that's what we like can we get you can we record that and you <laughs> we, we just recorded it <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm, I'm going to call WKYT later and we're going to put this <laughs> on an ad. Yeah, there you go. The last question that we usually ask everyone as well, just where do you guys, and, and you've already kind of answered it, but where do you guys call home? What makes it home for you? What makes it unique? We're uh, Moorhead's home, East Kentucky's home. You know, what makes it unique? And I, during the winter, we went to a Nicholas Jamerson concert in Pikeville. It doesn't matter what part of East Kentucky you're in. It all feels like home. You know what I mean? It's just such a good feeling. Like, everybody sounds the same. You know, everybody's, you know, friendly for the most part. And the culture here, you know, um, I would say that's what makes it home. feels like home. I don't know why I brought up that show, but just I remember driving to Pikeville. It's, it's a ways from Moorhead. But, you know, in between there, Laurel County, everywhere. You know, if you're from East, East Kentucky, you know it, you know, and it's, yeah, it's, it's the culture. I think, I said, no, I was saying that John Mellencamp song, I think is the artist, small town. There's a line that says I can breathe in a small town and there's nothing like that stillness and calmness in a small town too, to oh, yeah. collect your thoughts and not be like, let's say like Nashville or something. Cause you could maybe get distracted in a big city and being off the grid a little bit. Uh, helps you sometimes focus and keep things simple and calm. Obviously, Will, you're in Cleveland. You've been in big cities, like, and you know what it's like coming home to work, and the pace is just a little bit slower. I, I referenced in uh, is one of our first episodes when I drive. I still call Appalachia. I still call Eastern Kentucky home. When I'm driving home, as soon as I cross that bridge from Cincinnati into Kentucky, it's like this relief coming off this big thing that comes off my shoulders and I, I get that sense of relief, that sense of comfort. It's just that feeling you get nowhere else. It's weird. It's real. We appreciate you guys so much for being on the show. I know we've tried to get you on before. I'm glad that we can schedule it and, and we appreciate yeah, everything that you guys do for your brand, for Appalachia, just representing. Hey, you know, like you guys are brothers, we're brothers. I think that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, yeah. you guys get it. And I appreciate you having us on and, I look forward to listening to your other guests. Wow, Will, what a great representatives from Eastern Kentucky uh, with their company. Jared and Josh did a great job on the episode, and I'm just so appreciative of their time. They took out of their busy schedules. We know what it's like to have to fit things in and uh, you know we've been trying to get these guys on for a while and we really appreciate what they're doing and what they've done and, and we're glad that we ha finally had an opportunity to tell the rest of our listeners about their company and, and hear it straight from their mouth. Like I said in the beginning I appreciate everything they do. I appreciated your question about being brothers, being family and working together and I, and I, and I really appreciated their answer. You know they're their answer was just as genuine as their product, man. 
Absolutely. It's got to be a lot of fun for them at the end of the day. You know, I'm sure there's obstacles and, and things that they got to get past. But at the end of the day, they're, they're with their brother on a daily basis. And uh, I couldn't think of a cooler way to, to operate a business. So very appreciative of what they're doing. Yeah. Man. You know, they talked about partnerships. And I think that that's an important aspect to this. New Frontier is doing some great work. We mentioned App Harvest doing some great work. There's tons of organizations throughout Appalachia spreading the good word of Appalachia. And, you know, the more people outside of Appalachia hear about that, know about that, the better off Appalachia as a whole is. And so we just want to highlight all those organizations. And, and I think, you know, New Frontier is doing that in their own way through their brand, representing Appalachia and doing it well. But yeah, man, it, like we always do, we always have a, a bit at biz of the week, Appalachian business that we highlight. And obviously this week makes it simple, makes it easy on who we're going to highlight. <clears throat> We've highlighted them and given them a shout out before. But another two time at biz. Yeah, another another two time at biz, uh, New Frontier Clothing out of Moorhead. <clears throat> you know, get on their website. They'll get you whatever you need out. They got some new uh, shorts out, I believe he said. Some new. And what is their website now? Uh, you can go online and check out their newfrontierbrand.com. And uh, I'm sure they will welcome uh, new customers. Or their brick and mortar in Moorhead, Kentucky. Is that right? Yeah, it's a really cool, really cool store, Will. I've been there. You have not. Pretty unique. It's right downtown on, I think it's Main Street. Right downtown Main Street, Moorhead, Kentucky. It's a really unique building, uh, brick inside and out, walls. Really cool spot, man. Really hip, kind of neat spot that I'm sure all the college kids over there dig and, and all the locals as well. Uh, so anytime you're through that area, make sure you stop in. Definitely. And obviously, the, it was a no-brainer to have them as the at-biz of the, of the week. And we appreciated their time. And I guess, you know, after that, we can end it like we usually do. Till next time. Peace. getting lighter, the air's getting thin, now I'm facing down with a grin. I've been in the city too long, sidewalks and buildings and singing sad songs, now I'm back up where I belong, I'm in the mountains.